Hello everybody, welcome to our new mini-series. I'm Fanny, Chief Worker of Creatives at Work. While running our businesses, we met across many amazing women and we thought that you know it's time to bring them all together to see what kind of inspiring stories they can share with our audience. So today, we are very lucky to have Joy and Violet from Star Atelier. Hi everyone, today. I'm Joy. Hello, I'm Violet. Yes, and we are from the Star Atelier. Through their extensive programs and experiences, the Star Atelier provides a safe and inclusive environment for lifelong learning and personal development. You can follow them and the following handles. So as women, we tend to juggle many different mm. roles. Can you uh, share with our audience what kind of roles do you juggle in a day and how does your day look like? At the Star Atelier, we are actually, both Joy and myself, we strive to maintain uh, discipline uh, in terms of our work hours. Yeah, so as much as possible, we try to keep to office hours, like report to office at a certain time, keep accountability with each other. So that really gave us structure in our work so that, right, during work hours, we really focus on the tasks that we have to do. Um, and after work, you know, we really have time for, you know, like for dates, for leisure, for our family. Yeah. So I think the key thing is uh, because Violet and I, we are actually style and beauty coaches. So we work as self-employed. And I think a lot of people have the misconception that self-employed or freelancers, they are very free. Yeah. And they have a lot of time at hand and they are very flexible in terms of timing. So um, the problem is we find that uh, what really works for us in our business is actually having a certain kind of structure. So the strange thing is, right, we actually actually have a, we have structured work hours, yes. we have leave system <laughs> and, and we are quite corporate in that sense because uh, we find that whatever that you don't schedule, it gets lost. Mm. So in order for all of us, right, to maximise our time and to, you know, like maximise our roles and actually to find time for even for self-care and personal development uh, and actually being present at every moment of the way, we feel that the best thing to do is to schedule it in. Because once you schedule your task in the day, then what happens is that you make a commitment to it and it reduces any form of guilt that you might experience when it takes you away, you know, from your other duties or other roles, yeah, as a woman. So what are some of the best um, time management tips mm. that you have? Right. So uh, basically for both of us, right, we are actually pretty structured. So we have like an Excel sheet <laughs> whereby we actually carve out, right, like uh, basically our, uh, our goals. Mm. And there is actually an accountability system whereby, you know, there are dates, there are deliverables and we have to update <laughs> each other. So it's very strange because I think a lot of people think that, oh, you know, you guys are self-employed, you run your own projects and therefore you should be very free. But on the contrary, actually, we are very busy and uh, we are very corporate. And so like friends would be like, hey, can you come up for lunch? And yeah. so I'm like, I can't because <laughs> I do have office hours. Mm. <laughs> yes. But having said that, it's not that we are not flexible as in, you know, like for example, Violet has two young kids and, um, you know, sometimes like maybe... Uh, like recently, for example, Violet uh, took two days of leave for professional <laughs> development mm, for yeah. Chinese translation. It's a course. Yeah. So uh, in our leave system, we also allow that. Yeah. So we feel that the best is actually if you are self-employed or if you are a freelancer and you want to keep 
tabs of um, you know your milestones right we absolutely encourage um, everyone to actually keep to some kind of schedule I wanted to ask you something which is going to be a little bit personal sure. so as a woman I mean in your in your industry I mean there are a lot in, there are a lot of women in your industry but has it ever acted in your advantage or do you think being a woman in running your own business is actually a disadvantage to a certain extent? Well, um, honestly, for me personally, right, I never ever saw myself as a female entrepreneur, but rather just as an entrepreneur. Mm. Um, because I always think about this thing this way. Like, for example, when you meet with a man, the man would never introduce himself as a male entrepreneur. Like, hello, I'm a male entrepreneur, right? So the thing about having like a, a label that like, you know, female entrepreneur suggests that I am stepping into a domain that doesn't belong to me. Mm. But I think in year 2020, women are empowered they are creative and in terms of leadership very often they display empathy compassion collaborative mindsets which are actually very important for success so i i don't think that women should first of all discount themselves by thinking that they are doing something that is supposedly not in their realm because we are in absolutely every way uh equipped and, uh, and we have the ability to succeed if we want to. But of course, uh, that being said, as a woman who are working, mm -hmm. there are certain challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, and a pitfall that I find uh, that many women face, right, um, is the fact that when they are uh, at work, sometimes they feel guilty that they're not with the family. When Especially when you have to travel for work, mm -hmm. you have to be away from your young children for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... Yeah, so that's when you tend to feel consumed, you know, by guilt mm. uh, that you are not there to see like milestones of them like flipping over when they're babies. <laughs> no, no, that's very important. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and the, the flip side of it, right, is that um, when you are with your family, you find yourself checking work emails yeah. mm. uh, and being concerned about work. But at the same time, you cannot be fully present when you're right. with your children. You know, such that sometimes we often see, you know, like when um, kids are calling for their mom or their dads even, for both, you know, moms and dads likewise, uh, their moms and dads would be, you know, on the phone saying, you know, like, stop, I have to reply to a work, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I have to respond to this call, like, I have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, I guess the, the, the real challenge, right, is to be present wherever you are mm -hmm. at that moment, you know, to fully treasure uh, and embrace it. Yeah. Mm. And I absolutely concur with Violet. And this is why right, we actually abide by a very clear word <laughs> structure. <laughs> structure. <laughs> yes, because we realise that is the... Okay, because honestly, Violet and I, we are very passionate about work. Yeah. So the, the, the great thing is we love our work, but the bad side is also that we, we love our work. So as a result, right, we don't see our work as work, but more like projects that we are running. And a lot of our clients actually become friends. Mm. So the thing is if we don't draw a line somewhere and then you just realise that work just continues to um, you know encroach on your personal time and uh, in the long run it's going to be detrimental because you don't get enough rest so what how do you think um, entrepreneurs or you know freelancers out there can hone that resilience part 
mm. in them. I think one thing that uh, Violet and I, we share in our fundamental belief in working together is that it's not about the resources you have, it's about how resourceful you are. So in times of crisis, if we are going to keep focusing on the lack, maybe lack of business, lack of money, lack of opportunities, uh, it's going to be tough. Mm. And, you know, you kind of work yourself into a cul-de-sac because you just can't see possibilities beyond. Mm. But uh, we believe that we didn't come to this point out of nothing, right? I mean, everyone started their business like a baby somewhere sometime, right? And, uh, you know, for us, both of us didn't come from money. So it's really about, uh, you have to keep inventing and reinventing yourself, seeing new opportunities. And I think for business owner, when they wake up first thing in the morning, the most important thing is not to tell themselves, I am a business owner, you know. But rather, the first questions they should ask themselves every day when they wake up is, what value can I create for the world today? Mm. And that, I mean, you know, businesses come and go, businesses grow, businesses collapse. But if you continue to bring value to, you know, everyone you meet, then that really is the secret to the longevity of your business pandemic or not. I agree with Joy. Um, of course, when COVID strikes, uh, we can be very angry at the situation. You can sulk at home, you know, or you can um, curse, you know, at the world situation and think that you are such a victim of unfortunate times. Yeah. Uh, but what good does that do, right? For us, uh, we think that this is an opportunity, yeah, uh, for us to take a good hard look uh, at ourselves because the crisis actually revealed, it exposed the vulnerabilities of our business. Yeah, I mean, we're all talking about going digital, going online now, right? Well, between us, to be honest, this should have been done, you know, already, you know, before the crisis hit. But we were having a good time. <laughs> and, and it just, I mean, it was one of those things, like exactly like what Violet said, we know that, yeah, we should digitize, but you know, because the good days were, were there and then we were like, oh, maybe there's no hurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we're we're so busy with the everyday, you know, like uh, very happening gigs that we were doing that we, we just, you know, set it aside thinking that, you know, it's okay. There was always time for it. Yeah, but the great news is that COVID-19 actually gave us time yeah. <laughs> to get all these things done. Yeah, so we we uh, polished up our website. Uh, we digitalized our trainings. We put our uh, offerings online, mm. you know, yeah, and connected, you know, with... Um, our consumers with our clients yeah all through Zoom <laughs> so yeah so what's your biggest achievement to date? Mm. Mm. I think um, together with Violet right we actually achieved a lot we have published uh, a styling book before uh, we have travelled regionally for um, you know training gigs mm. Um, and even right um, to January this year, we actually flew to KL to train uh, 400 beauty consultants. Mm. Yeah, which was quite incredible. Um, but honestly, like because all our projects are our babies, right? It's very hard to say like who we love the most. But I would think that the biggest asset uh, for me personally that I have in my business is my partner, Violet! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the truth is, 
right? In business, there's always good times and bad times. Mm. But I think that I'm very lucky that I have a business partner that mm. I can work with. The, the great thing about Violet is we don't just work well together, but more importantly, we fight well together. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> because there's bound to be disagreement. Do we fight? Uh, actually, not really. So. <laughs> we do <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but um, the great thing is because I think in terms of our business values, we are pretty much aligned. Uh, when it comes to money issues, our values are pretty much aligned, and uh, we both have pretty calm demeanor, mm. and we are both uh, bottom line driven. <laughs> So it helps. Mm. So I, I I feel that if without that uh, fundamental pillar, there's no way that the other successes can be you know that can happen basically. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I concur with that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even though it sounds like a very politically correct thing to say in front of your business partner, right? Um. Well, the the truth is that uh, COVID or no COVID, good times or bad times. Partnerships can dissolve. Yes. True. Businesses go bust. Mm. Partners sue each other. Yeah. It, these things happen. You know, and, and these actually the scary things that these can happen even when your business is booming. Yes. Mm. Actually, my ex boss used to say business partner will fight only when there's money. Mm. When you guys when are not making money success. because yeah, correct, because you are so focused on making money. But once you meet the mark and your business has reached success, that's when you start to look at each other. <laughs> Okay, mm. evidently we are not making enough. <laughs> <laughs> like really good terms now. We're okay, just trying to make more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the uh, economic status is anything to go by, you know, about yeah. friendship. Yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> when we become millionaire, like, uh, contact us again. <laughs> we might not be talking to each other. So. <laughs> yeah, so, well, the truth is that, yeah, uh, it's so often, right, there's always the internal factors yeah. that break a business. Mm. Yeah, I mean, external factors can come and go, you know, just like in a marriage, you know, mm. but it's the internal communication, uh, keeping the channels open even when we are filming mad at each other. Mm. Even, you know, at times when uh, we don't agree mm. with how we conduct a certain training or how we pitch a business deal. Yeah, um, but I think through the years, right, we have kind of mastered you know, the art of the signaling to each other, you know, uh, giving non-verbal cues and picking up each other's vibes very quickly. Uh, at the start, maybe we had to like kick each other's feet under the table <laughs> or we use certain code words, you know. <laughs> yeah, we had some codes, you know, uh, to to, signif uh, to signal to each other like uh, when we need a uh, timeout to discuss stuff. Mm. Yeah, but I think by now, I kind of feel like we don't really have that. We just go like, we just, we just send vibes to each other. Yeah, like currents. Like yeah. So. yeah, so I think that um, that that actually requires lots of effort, mm. lots of tenacity, mm. you know, for you to keep going, right, to hone that work relationship. Yeah, and along the way, I think we became friends. Mm. <laughs> Sorry to say. So, yeah, I mean, we started out working very well. We are like colleagues, you know, very good colleagues. Mm. Then along the way, we built the friendship. And I felt like these past few years, right, uh, of course, there have been times lah, of mm. difficulty. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think we have ever, you know, kind of threatened each other to call it quits. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. And I think also more importantly, because as our projects grew and then sometimes we have to hire people or, you know, work with freelancers, etc. And I think how we work together uh, forms the basis 
basis of leadership as well as the example for the people that we hire to follow. Like, mm. what do we expect from them? What kind of service we expect them to render? How should they treat our customers? Uh, because, you know, like, our business is in style and beauty. Mm. And I think one of the most common uh, stereotypes that people have of style and beauty coach is that, you know, they are airheads, bimbotic, you know, like, superficial, etc. But, you know, we always stress to the people that we work with that we are in the business of, you know, transformation, mm. right? There are many forms of transformation, but our business is in a form of external transformation. Mm. And it's not just about plastering uh, makeup on, for example, or, you know, like dressing like a certain way. But instead, we are all about empowering people to be their personal best um, and actually to express their authentic self, to communicate their intentions clearly mm. and to look like who they really are. While, you know, many people out there could be in the same business, but it's the vision that sets us apart. And the people who work with us must have the same care for our customers uh, as we do. And uh, what better way for them to emulate that than for us to first set the example. Yeah. So I followed your your career journey right from the beginning. So I know you guys started out as a freelancer, but very fast you make the switch into, um, you know, corporate, you know, a structure. Do you think that freelancers should remain as freelancers? Or what would make them take the jump and, you know, set up a small business like you, you did? Right. So which one would you advise a freelancer? Or is there certain attitudes or personalities that you see that um, certain freelancers should have before making a jump? Right. Um, I think, first of all, what is very important is uh, freelancer or not, the person needs to have perfect clarity on what he or she wants to achieve in his or her life. Um, to be honest, not everyone is suited to run the business. Mm. We learn this the hard way. And when you are a freelancer, you have your own set of problems. Trust me, when you run your business, you will still have problems. Perhaps the manifestation is in different forms. But the point is, there will always be pros and cons to both sides. So I think, first of all, you need to know what is it that you really want for yourself and how you can best add value, you know, as a professional. And uh, talking about us, right, like uh, how we end up being a business is <laughs> very strange. <laughs> Well, um, honestly, right, uh, when I started out this entire journey, I started out simply just being a makeup artist. Mm. But along the way, there were doors that opened and, you know, when I tried to pitch for business as a freelancer, I remember the first few times uh, uh, people didn't accept my pitch because, you know, sometimes they deem that as a freelancer, especially um, many years ago, they think that you lack credibility or is there something wrong with you? That's why you're not hired. So uh, setting up the business was really just because I wanted to win a corporate pitch. Wow. <laughs> that, that was really the first reason why. Um, and also, um, secondly, for me, I don't necessarily think that just because you own a, bus yeah, mm. you own a business, you are necessarily better. Because your skill sets are kind of different, you are basically expected to be not just a good professional, but more importantly, a good leader and a good manager. So actually, it seems like you are still kind of in the same industry, but actually your skill set evolve. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But honestly, over the years, I realized that some people, they are best doing what they do. Yeah. And not, you know, like taking care of a team. And there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, so I think it's about people finding the best fit for themselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think increasingly in this gig economy, you're going to see much more uh, people who want to be freelancers yeah. or people who just want to run their own show do their own stuff. It's very important for every person to have multiple skill sets, multiple competencies. Yeah. Uh, why? Because especially when you're a freelancer, you're really vulnerable. Mm. And so, right, to build multiple competencies also means that you can build multiple avenues for income. Yeah. And that's very important. Uh, like for Joy and myself, right, our identities are very complex. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yes. Uh, uh, well, the people who know us in the beauty industry sees us as makeup artists and uh, beauty coaches and trainers. Uh, people who knew us prior to this sees us as educators. And it's the truth because we have been teaching yeah. in institutes of higher learning uh, in the areas of communication skills, interview skills. So I still have like on Instagram, I have people who text me and call me facilitator, committer. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but well, that's not to say that these two are jarring. They are not. Um, in fact, I see these as complementary skill sets and competencies that we have such that when we teach about how you project your image, how you look, uh, how you present yourself, it also comes together with, you know, the ability to communicate uh, with words, you know, by your nonverbal cues, by the etiquette that you project. Yeah, so all these forms that full package, you know, of who you really are. Mm. Mm, yep, so so I think for freelancers especially, multiple skill sets are important. And, as, and if you have no CPF, you know, you're not benefiting from it, right? Um, you also may not have a steady stream of salary or income yeah so to all freelancers out there uh, out of love okay um uh, the truth is that you need to maintain cash flow and you need to make sure that you have savings you know that can tide you through say at least six months you know when crisis like COVID-19 strikes yeah mm. so I mean in relation to what you shared just now as you know you guys being educators what was the was there any one point where you realized that it was your calling and you make the turn into the beauty industry because it's, it's quite um it's quite different you know yeah so mm. I mean some of our freelancers they have been working in a certain line for a long time for example engineer but of course their hobby is probably taking photos so yeah. How do they know that it's actually their calling or is it just an impulse? <laughs> yeah, what makes you want to really jump, you know? Have the courage to jump? Mm. Mm. I think, first of all, to preface, Violet and I, we are very bottom-line-driven people. <laughs> people, I mean, we are passionate about work, yes, that's for sure. But when it comes to business decisions, uh, we are very much in the head. So, um, when do we decide to quit our job is when we realise that we have sufficient traction and we could not cope and we were starting to turn down jobs. Mm. So, frankly, it was just simply for us a non-emotional demand and supply mm. matter. You can continue to work for your passion and you could even continue to do it as a hobby. But until the day that you create enough value to the world out there that you know, people want to hire you for it. I don't really think that you are ready, ready, so to mm. speak. Mm. Yeah. 
And uh, but also, I have to preface this by saying that we didn't come for money. <laughs> so I mean, if you have tons of money and you know you can yep. survive the next five years without working, then sure, go ahead, <laughs> go burn cash. <laughs> but we are not uh, in that realm. So for us, it was very straightforward. We love what we do. We have to keep creating good work. But until we see that there is sufficient demand, we were not going to quit. Mm. Mm. That's right. Being rash is not a luxury we could take mm. Mm. because we cannot afford a misstep or poor decisions uh, simply because we didn't come from money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry for, you know, like emphasizing Shame. that, right? <laughs> yeah, this is not like electoral speech, okay? <laughs> yeah, but the truth is that um, there are many people who are passionate about what they do, who are really good at what they do. But again, they may come from families that depend on them, you know, yeah. to bring the bread, to bring the dough home. Uh, they may have come from families where their parents worked really hard to put them through school, you know. And to tell your mom, right, <laughs> who is a washerwoman, that you're going to ditch your degree, you know, to, to pursue your passion, right, and uh, not be able to fulfill res- uh, family responsibilities, uh, that is uh, something that we... It's not us. <laughs> yes. we, we don't do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we want to make sure that uh, we are able to pursue what we want to do. Responsibly. Uh, passion, yes, but responsibly. But of course, that's it, right? All these, as you can tell by now, it is a long journey, you know, for you to discover that. So it's not like like an aha moment. Okay, but of course, uh, in the entire journey, there must come a point mm-hmm. when, you know, you say, okay, you know what? There is still risk involved, naturally, mm-hmm. right? But as of now, I think I can buffer that risk. I'm not going to cause distress to my family. Maybe slightly lah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm willing to take that 10% risk or 20% and let's just go for it. And I think another wonderful thing is um, that we are both very prudent yeah, I guess probably if we wanted to scale, we could have scaled much faster if we're more of risk takers. But generally, our temperament, we are more prudent. So like, for example, uh, Violet used to say, right, how come she keeps working but she don't get to see the money? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because very often when we have the money, right, we would reinvest it back to the mm. business. So, uh, so... Well, um, during the good times, it could seem like it was very hard on ourselves. But frankly, at this time, it was like uh, whatever prudence that we had uh, really did pay pay off. And it Mm. was like a godsend because otherwise, uh, I don't think we could tide over that few months because essentially business didn't really slow just during lockdown, but actually really started to slow considerably since the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice or encouragement do you have for aspiring female entrepreneurs? Or, you know, to all the, 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 the little girls who are still in school, you know, wanting to step into the beauty industry, what advice do you have for them? I think for... For women, uh, especially, you know, like whether you are in uh, employment or whether you are freelancing or running a business, um, the the truth is that um, we have to let go of the illusion of perfection and that of control. Yeah, I think that could be the downfall of many women, you know, being over-responsible, uh, you know, for, for everything and everybody around them. Yeah, so <clears throat> Joy says that my biggest talent in life is in delegation. 
<laughs> yeah, but well, uh, of course you can say, you know, delegation is just this very euphemistic way of saying let other people do the job for you, right? <laughs> like your helper. But yeah. there's an art to it. <laughs> yes, there is an art. Okay, and the, the, the now this is the secret, okay? Yeah. The art is surrounding yourself, right, with people who are better than you. Mm. Surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you and who are more competent than you. Yeah, and that, that I'm really good at that. Mm, that's my talent in life. <laughs> yeah, so I must say at this point, uh, okay, case in point, for example, in business, when I met Joy, when she said, hey, shall we go into partnership? It was like, oh, I was driving in a car and she, she just quietly said, hey, you know, we want this, 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 shall we go into partnership? I said, okay. With no hesitation, because in my mind, right, way before she asked the question, right, uh, I have already de- decided that this is one intelligent woman <laughs> and very competent, hard worker, yes. can do it, like, you know, like you tell her, hey, there's a task, you'll just say, okay, let's let's get it done, how, how? Where's the timeline? Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 so she's certainly not one to gripe about, say, lack of resources or about uh, circumstances in life, you know. Yeah, she's extremely resourceful uh, and she has this can-do spirit, uh, never-say-die attitude. Yeah, so <laughs> I know that if I partner her, it will be a success. Mm. So therefore, it it was with no hesitation. I don't know if she was surprised, you know, or shocked, you know. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, within like one second, I said, okay, let's, let's go into business. Yeah, so case in point, again, you know, with regards to family, mm. uh, when, when you need to delegate, I mean, of course, we are all tired when we get home from like hours of training yeah. or shoots, right? Um, well, then you need, to, you need to ask yourself, is your life partner of choice uh, smarter, better, and more competent than you? Yeah, and hopefully he, he or she is, lah. You know, how does delegation look like in practice, in real life? Huh? Uh, during uh, HBL, yeah, the mention of it makes mothers want to cry. Yeah, mm, yeah. fathers also. Yeah, so um, during that period, it was really crazy. We couldn't tell Mondays from Saturdays. Uh, we, we were confused with the PE lesson that they have to do at home. <laughs> yeah, art lesson, music class. Yeah, so um, during that period, uh, I decided I cannot do it all by myself. Yeah, because I need to, what? check their homework, get them logged on, cook lunch, do all my our work at TSA. So I can't do that. So I had a talk with my mother-in-law, who by the way is a very intelligent and capable woman too. So <laughs> I married the entire family of capable people. <laughs> yeah, so I spoke with my mother-in-law. I said, you know, um, would you like to take over the cooking for lunch so that we can also, you know, uh, have your food again? Yeah. yeah. So happily, she became canteen auntie for the two months. <laughs> Yeah, so even when the two months was up, right, uh, I happily let her continue cooking. <laughs> yeah, so she would do lunch, I would do dinner. Mm. Yeah, and because she cooks so much, all I need to do is to add on some dishes mm. for dinner and, and it's all good. Um, and then, then you know, to assign tasks to the husband, you know, for him to take over some of the uh, spelling nights, you know, where we teach things here uh, to, to our kids. Lah. So I have a pair of twins, uh, eight years old. Uh, and honestly, it, it, you can think that you want to be that Wonder Woman, you know, Superwoman who who do everything for them. Yeah, but the truth is that when you are in a bad state, you can never be the best. Mm. You know, like the, people always say, uh, happy when you are happy staff, you will be a productive staff, right? When 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 you are in employment, uh, 
I say that when you are a happy woman, you can be a great mom. Yeah. When you're all grouchy and feeling like some martyr, you know, who who is long-suffering, you know, who is like Cinderella type, right? <laughs> it's really quite hard, you know, to say I'm living my best life and, you know, that I'm giving out of the overflowing fullness that I have. Mm, Very yeah. good advice. Mm, Thank yeah, you. I think it's very good advice, especially mm. for myself too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, delicate. And I think to add on to her point, right? I mean, if we think about it um, like logically, if you are running a business, once you have more projects coming in, you know, uh, or your, your duties, um, I mean, you have more duties, right? And then naturally, you start to hire more help, yeah. uh, etc. So actually, when a woman has uh, multiple kids, right, it's also similar to running like a SME. Because, <laughs> right, I mean, technically it's an SME, isn't it? Do you hear our paint laughter <laughs> lined with sorrow? <laughs> Yes, but somewhat, right? Uh, Because women generally, we are very nurturing, very caring and very self-sacrificial, right? So, you know, despite having, um, you know, like a lot more on your plate, but actually your help doesn't increase, right? Mm. So if this is a business situation, you know, people will look at the business and say, hey, but you know, you have this amount of projects you need to hire, you need to delegate, you need to empower your team, right? Basically, or if not your staff. So um, even children can be empowered. I see Violet do that all the time. Oh yes, yes. Outsourcing to the children. Child labor. <laughs> Below 12, but I have to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, children can do simple tasks. Yeah, uh, so from the time that they were seven, I tasked them to use the Dyson. Because I think it's like really fun, so it became a game. You know, like it was like, now who wants to have a go at Dyson? <laughs> so they go around the house. <laughs> yeah, uh, and this year I started them right on uh, uh, cleaning the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, just simple cleaning, not yeah. the major industrial type, you know, but just like cleaning up the tabletop, mm. especially after they've eaten. Yeah, so um, yeah, and it's great because they are all involved in it. Mm. And yeah, in fact, now this from from circuit breaker, uh, one of the greatest things that came about is that they've learned how to uh, fold the laundry. Wow. Mm. And yeah, and bring it to every body's uh, room. Yeah, yeah. And, and put it properly la, in the yeah, right cupboards. Yeah. yeah, so it took some training, you know, it's like com- company training. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had to hold some like training sessions for them, you know, on this is the way to fold a t shirt, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, and where, where all these things go. Yeah, so, but it's great because they are also uh, gainfully occupied every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to our main show, Freelance Creative Exchange. Check out our Freelance Creative Exchange website and join our Creative Cyber community on Facebook and Instagram. Have a wonderful week and we'll chat again. See you. Bye. Bye.